here we are today. It is December 9th, 2021. And this is Betsy. Here we are today. It's a beautiful, clear, blue sky day here in Northern California. It is probably about 55 degrees today, I think. Something like that. Looking out my window. It's uh, 3.12 p.m. And this is a show about life, and it's somewhat philosophical in some ways. In other ways, it's about, you know, really practical kind of approaches or perspectives to take about life and work. And I just welcome all of it, the joys, the challenges of the human experience. And this whole process of this show is somewhat of an experiment. It's definitely an exploration. It's definitely an adventure. And the format, which is funny even to say the format, because I really, there's become, there there has become a format to this show, but it's all organic. And I give myself permission to do what feels appropriate whenever I record. No matter what though, it is one take, no edits and very little planning beforehand. So the benefits and the value of that, I think, is that there's a lot that emerges in the moment, emotionally for me, realizations um, that I hope bring some value or help you make connection or even connect with some emotions in some way. And the drawback is that sometimes it's wandering and unorganized and all the things that I would have really been so too ashamed to even consider posting. But I have this feeling that, you know, for myself, if I held my, if I held this show to a standard of production value and the way that I've held a lot of the work that I've done, um, I wouldn't do it and I wouldn't do the show. So it's kind of like, let's just do it the way that it can be done. And I'm going to keep doing it as long as it feels valuable to you and feels valuable to me. And now it feels, it feels really good. Today I have been thinking about, I had several coaching calls with clients today and there's a, a subject that emerged in one of them that I find really fascinating, which is when we get into a season of life or a situation in life where we're yearning to create something. So let's put it in the context of, it could be a job, it could be a living situation, it could be a relationship, it could be just anything that you have put a lot of energy and emotion and heart and soul into really yearning for, wanting. And I have in other seasons of life, I don't feel that I'm in that season right now, but I have been in that, I have had that experience before where I'm yearning for something that I don't have. I mean, we all have because we're all human beings. And what I've noticed is that through my experience and also working with others is that let's put it in the context of a job uh, because, because this is, you know, one, one of my clients is thinking about how they relate to their work. Um, and we're doing leadership 
coaching, but this subject has come up. And, you know, it's kind of when you think about, let's say an ideal job. But you know what? I said we were going to do a job, but it could also be a relationship. So think about an ideal relationship. I mean, a relationship is a good example because if you are somebody who's can think about times in your life when you have been dating or maybe you are dating right now, you it's it's the experience of meeting someone or dating someone where it feels like it's almost right, but it's not totally. Um, and then you, again, you can put this in a context of a job or school or you know, really anything, but it feels almost right, but not quite right. And that gives an illusion of closeness to the goal. And I say illusion because I think that sometimes we try to convince ourselves like, oh, that means I'm close to creating the thing that I really want. And, you know, I don't know if that's true. But here we go again. There's probably going to be a lot of shows that I do about the stories that we tell to make meaning about our lives. And the story, so sometimes people say, well, uh, that means I'm really close to creating the thing that I want because I feel like I'm, the evidence shows that I, I'm, I'm getting like 80% there, 90% there. On the other hand, you might have an experience like that and you might say, well, I'm only 80% there, 90% there. What's wrong with me? Right? So that's another way that we make meaning. Like I must be doing something wrong. There must be something wrong with me. And I think that the explanation that I've given to myself for certain things is that I haven't created I haven't created the thing in quotes yet because it is readying itself for me. And actually I did used to say this about, about dating and relationships. And I know that my wife and I met at a, at the time that we were both ready to meet each other and be open to being with each other. And that felt like it just fell into place. And in other kinds of applications or situations in life related to work or um, even other things, I have felt that like, oh, I'm trying to create something or make something happen and doesn't feel like the right time. And maybe something else is writing itself for me. The work that I used to do um, in business that focused a lot on the applications of improvisation applied to collaboration and leadership development there was a point in time in like the 2013-14 that um, I really had this feeling that the the working world was ready, readying itself to be more open to that type of work. And, um, you know, that business grew dramatically in the 2010s. And there was a big expansion of receptivity and curiosity and interest from the business community about the benefits of that work to adaptability, flexibility, um, yeah, being ambiguity, and then just anything related to presence, communication, so, all the fundamental parts of innovation, innovation, collaboration, leadership, all of those things. And so 
that's just one example of a story. So I could say, oh, well, the world is readying itself for the thing that I want to create. These other elements aren't ready yet. But I just wonder for you, like, is there an area in your life where you, you feel like I'm not, it doesn't feel like it's clicked into place. I, I want to create something that doesn't feel like it's quite clicking. And by the way, I'm not even suggesting that you take on this mindset that I had of like, well, maybe the world isn't ready or this other, the person for the relationship or whatever, isn't ready for me. You, you could take that on if it feels appropriate, but I'm just asking like, what, how do you think about it? Like, do you make meaning out of it? Is there some meaning? Do you think about it as it's just by chance? Like, is it a matter of, um, luck or misfortune or, you know, how do you explain? Because I think that as human beings, we do it. We do try to explain what's happening. And it's almost like in the absence of intentionally making meaning out of it, I think that that can get filled in by fears and insecurities. And that's where I was starting with it to say, oh, well, I haven't created this. So that means there's something wrong with me. So just noticing, like, what are the what is the meaning that you're making? And by the way, that's just curiosity. Like, can we just start with curiosity about the meaning that we make about situations that it's not, that we're not adding any qualifi qualifications or value to that? We're just saying, oh, I'm explaining this by my spiritual or religious beliefs. Oh, I'm explaining this. I make meaning by, by taking responsibility. Oh, I make meaning about what's happening by blaming others. Like I know I'm the way I'm saying it makes it sound like, Oh, this is so easy to do because it's not easy to do because it, then it taps into some of our deepest fears and insecurities or, um, when it comes to self-awareness though, I think really thinking about that, that part, um, is really helpful. And when it comes to the storytelling that I do in this show and other places, that's what I'm constantly doing. I'm constantly creating meaning or expressing the meaning that I feel about the situation. Um, and I know that, you know, this goes back to storytelling, but I just, I know that it satisfies biochemically something in us for us to explain why something is or isn't happening for us to live in the awareness of the meaning that we're making and also the awareness of the mystery of it can be very uncomfortable and it can be unsettling um and so, you know, what, wherever you are in relationship to this topic or in the, if you're going through something like that right now or if you're in a seat right now where you can reflect on another season of life, it might be easier to do that reflection if you're not currently experiencing it. Um, but today I was, it's so, so interesting, something that happened today, and this is kind of unrelated, but I'm going to tell this story and then say goodbye. So in 2004, I went to, I lived in, beginning of 2004, I lived in Michigan. I was invited to New Jersey um, for an interview for a job with the company that I had worked for, but I had left the previous role and then, then began talks about a role um, with the headquarters for um, productivity, sales productivity, but also training and development. 
And I flew out to New Jersey for an interview and it was February 4th, 2004. So 2-4-2004. And on that day, I had a day long interview, almost a day long interview with many people in the office. And my sister Katie lived in Manhattan at that time. And this was, I was near Philadelphia. So the plan was that I would do stay in New Jersey, stay, do the interview. And then I would take the train up to New York and hang out with my sister. And I was so excited to do that. And um, so I get on the train and on the way to New York, I call a friend of mine from college, Anna, and she lives in, she still lives in Manhattan. She lived in Manhattan then. And I'm at an intersection in, gosh, what would it be? The West Village? Gosh, I can't remember exactly what. What one of those neighborhoods, you know, like it's like Chelsea or West Village. Like I know all those neighborhoods, but I don't actually like if I'm in Manhattan, I can like know what those neighborhoods are. But right now I can see the intersection in my mind, but I can't remember. I'm in a cab and I'm on my way to my sister's and I called my friend Anna just to like check in and then say, hey, do you want to meet up while I'm here? Because um, I was going to be there for a couple of days, I guess, before f flying back to Michigan. And she says, where are you? And I told her the intersection. She's like, I'm literally a block away. Okay. And I get out of the cab because I was almost to my sister's. So I get out of the cab. I meet up with Anna. We have a chit chat. It was like so fun and serendipitous. And as we're walking kind of towards my sister's, there was something filming it was night and so there's some there was some filming happening like a block or two away and they i asked somebody i said oh what are they filming and they said sex in the city now to get it in context okay sex in the city had whatever seasons five six whatever it was but it was the last season and then after the end of the last season there was like a couple months break and then they did six more episodes that were like a separate additional season and that was going to be the end by the way i know they just did a whole rethink redo thing but this was like an every sunday night all my friends we watched sex and the city we were way into the show i mean this was like the show of that time and also everyone was watching every week to see what was going to happen you know was she going to be with big was she going to go with um Mikhail Brezhnikov's character. Uh, so then what happened is, so we learned Sex and the City's filming and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, because they were filming and the shows were coming out. Like there were like three more weeks of episodes and this was right during, so they were filming like right before big quick turnaround time for these episodes, right? And so I hang out with my friend Anna, chit chat, and then, um, and then I go to my sister's. And so I say, oh my gosh, Sex and the City's filming. So then later we had dinner or whatever. We went back to see if they were still filming. We're standing on the street corner. And I kid you not, we are standing on the street corner. Now, I didn't understand the context because this was like two episodes. This was like two episodes ahead of where we were. But we knew like, was she going to choose big or whatever? And was she going to go to Paris? And it was the, it was the scene where... He pulls up in his limo to her brownstone and she's on the steps and he says something to her and she screams, I don't live here anymore. And she runs away. Okay. And we are like, what? Like what is happening in this episode? By the way, she's in those stiletto heels 
which at the time I think maybe we're Manolo Blahniks. I mean, I don't know anything about shoes, really. Stop it. This big poofy skirt. She hauled ass. She ran. I mean, she ran. They had blocked the street, but we were just at the corner. So, I mean, literally we're hundred less than 70 feet. I mean, we're right there. We could hear the whole scene. She runs down the block, runs out of the blockaded area, runs a whole other half block down the street. Keep in mind it's December in New York in these heels, no, no snow on the ground, but she is running very fast and crying. Okay. Then she walks back. They fix up her makeup. They go and they do the scene again. She runs again, again, blast through the barricades halfway down the block. We were blown away. My sister and I, we were walking over to my sister's friend's apartment after that. And what we realized was one of the trailers was right outside his apartment. So we weren't trying to like hang around. It was just that it was all embedded there. And, you know, we're not trying to go get up in anybody's face. We just were like, there was other people standing on the street corner there. It wasn't like we were crowding. Um, so we're walking. So we go hang out with my sister's friend and we're not like looking out the window, like whose trailer is it? But then we go to leave after hanging out with him for like an hour talking. And then we go to leave. We're walking down the sidewalk and here comes um, Chris Noth, which I don't know how to say his name, but that's big. And he's what he's in a suit fully, you know, he's always decked out on that show and he's walking down the sidewalk and my sister and I somehow like we walk different speeds. I'm like, we're like 10 feet apart from each other. I don't know where, I guess we're not walking next to each other on the sidewalk. And I come around the corner. She goes around the corner first. I'm sorry. And then she, I come around the corner and she sees him ahead and he looks at her. She turns around to me and gives me this look like, holy shit, there's big. And then she walks by him and he sees my eyes get wider than saucers. <laughs> um, and it wasn't like weird, but he just saw me like recognize him, you know, and, and I just was walking. We were at night, the only people on the sidewalk. Um, and I, you know, naturally as a known person would do, he, he creates a little space. Like he's not going to walk right by me. Okay. Like, it's not like I was getting weird, but he just gave a little space. He walked a little wider, kind of like pandemic sidewalk walking. Now he walked a little, he was coming close. He kind of got a little bit wider on the sidewalk. And I said, how you doing? And he goes, doing great. Just like he would say in, in character, like doing great kid. Like he would say to Carrie's character. And he walked by and my sister and I were just like, he, 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 he. It was a fun moment to experience because again, like we were watching that show every week and everybody, I mean, can you imagine everybody was talking at my friends in that age? I mean, I was 26 at that time. So it's like, we're all just like talking about it every week and what's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. It's not even like I was like that big of a fan of Chris Noth or his character, but it just was a fun moment to just be a part of. And um, that all happened on February 4th, 2004. That episode came out, I think, two weeks later. And I was like, what is exactly, how is this going to fit in? And the scene came on the show. I was just like, wow, I saw that. Um, the other thing that I learned recently is that Facebook was founded on February 4th, 2004. And so I just felt like this like weird thing of like, wait, what? Like to just just the awareness of how many things are happening, not just like how many, this sounds so silly and cliche, like, oh my gosh, so many things happen on every single day. But that was a, that was a 
Facebook has obviously had a huge significance uh, in the world and the last 17 years. And to think about that day and then like, I guess, signing LLC papers and I'm interviewing for this certain job. And then we see Sex and City being filmed. Like, it's not even that th there's that much that's interesting about this. And I'm also not even going to make so much meaning. It's just like, huh, that's kind of neat. It's more like, that's neat. Or that's interesting. Or funny to think about all that happening at the same time. So I began getting into, you know, talking about like how we make meaning out of things. And sometimes we don't need to make significant meaning. Some things like this story I told was just fun. And it's like, huh, that's neat. It's not like, oh my gosh, this means that like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like for me, like it doesn't feel like there's any more meaning. So just notice like when you might just make, be lighter about making meaning, like, oh, that's neat. And other times where you want to say, you know what, I think there is some deeper meaning around this. And I want to, I want to make this connected to my deeper values or my way of living or being. And so for me, sometimes it's like, hey, I think the thing that's, and sometimes intuition, but it's like, I think the thing that's ready for me, that I'm ready myself for isn't ready for me. And that's okay. And I do have things I need to maybe grow and improve or focus on is whatever the thing is to prepare myself to take responsibility. Um, and maybe there isn't, maybe there isn't, maybe, maybe I don't need to take more responsibility than is mine. So thanks for being with me as I could reflect on that story. And I'm sending you lots of love today and every day. And today, right now it is one of my favorite numbers, three, three, three. All right. Lots of love to you. Talk to you soon. Thank you.